Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. Now I'm Johnny. Yeah, Johnny back again. And uh, I want to mention something right off the bat. Uh, me and Johnny are actually going to do. Uh, we're gonna. It's going to be on the same feed of this podcast. But what we're gearing up to do, sort of a side notes, sort of show. Um, it's going to be called Memory Loss, and uh, it's going to be a lot about. Uh, it's going to be mostly about uh, TV shows that get turned into theatrical movies or TV shows that get turned into. TV movies. Um, me and Johnny are gonna look around. We got a uh, Johnny's got a list going, and there's a, a ton of stuff out there, like a fucking it's a black hole of stuff. But um, they, yeah, me and Johnny are gonna be doing that pretty soon. Um, and I'm creating an intro for it and uh, all that. But that should be that's gonna be a permanent thing. We don't really know how schedule's gonna be just yet, but we're figuring all that stuff out. So hope you guys uh, will dig it. And um, this is kind of a one of those first episodes, kind of technically, I'm still calling it a side note, but Lost in Space was based off of a TV show back in the mid 1960s. So yeah, so Johnny, thank you for doing that with me. Uh, I know you're excited about it. I'm excited about it too. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what differences there were, like what they, what some changed, like you know if they, if the connections are the same, if the movie got it right. Right, Which right. I think nine times out of ten it didn't, but well, uh, we, we let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, on this episode, we're talking about um, Lost in Space from 1998. All fossil fuels are virtually exhausted. The ozone layer is down to 40 percent. Every school child knows that our recycling technologies will cure the environment. Every school child has been lied to. In two decades, the Earth will be unable to support human life. The future of mankind. There's a lot of space out there to get lost in. Is about to be placed in the hands of a brilliant scientist. You're off saving humanity. We can't compete. My only condition for accepting this mission was that we could bring the children with us. T minus one minute and counting. His family. This is Jupiter One. The Robinsons are all tucked in. We are ready to fly. And one Never fear. Smith is here. On his own mission. Destroy all systems. Farewell, my platinum-plated pal. Destroy Robinson family. We're in the children! 
Who was the price tag you put on our future? We show you in the sun's gravitational pull. The hyperdrive. It could be thrown anywhere in the galaxy. Anywhere but here. Initiate. We're lost, aren't we? Now, of the millions of planets in the universe. That's not one of ours. The only one they're searching for. That's not even human. Is the one called home. Nothing good will come of this. You being the expert on space exploration. No, trust me, Major. Evil. No evil. I'm detecting motion. My family is on this ship and you will follow my orders. You finished hosing down the decks with testosterone. I may have found a way to get us off this planet. I'm thinking this is your basic kiss for luck occasion. Thinking? It's not really your strong suit, is it? Ouch. Danger, Will Robinson, danger! This is a weird period of time. This might be that time where this, this stuff starts to kind of fade, but at a weird time in the 90s, they decided to start making a lot of adaptations of older TV shows. And Lost in Space came out of this. You got Charlie, Charlie's Angels. You got the Avengers, the British show. Uh, you got the Brady Bunch movie. You get the Beverly Hills Billy, Beverly Hillbilly movie. Um, there's a quite a bit of them, honestly, uh, that came out around this time. I don't really know why, and I still don't know why. But sometimes there's a good one that comes out of it. And I think the Brady, Brady Bunch movies one and two are so pretty damn funny. Was Charlie's Angels before? Lost no, in space and all that because I wonder no, there had to have so. been there had to have been something that started the wave where they were like I, oh I think, I think it was the Brady Bunch movie oh well, yeah I guess the Brady Bunch was always yeah the very first one that was a, I think that was a really really big one because it was actually like really successful and popular so I think that might be the big one I I, I can I I it mixes up sometimes I think it's either that one or the Beverly Hills. Uh, the Beverly Hills uh, Hillbilly movie. I remember like, that one a lot. I watched that a lot with my uh, with my grandparents. <laughs> That's a funny movie, though. So. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Um, but there's a lot of them. I don't know all of them, obviously, right now, but I named a few, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen them all, too. I've seen a lot of them. So, uh, but uh, it was a weird period in time where this, this stuff was coming out, you know? It's very strange. <clears throat> Um, but so anyways, uh, Lost in Space, uh, 1998, I did not realize this came out in 98. Um, so that was a nice surprise. And, uh, this movie is directed by, uh, good old Stephen Hopkins, who I actually like as a director. I think he's made a couple of really cool things. Um, he did Predator 2, which is mm-hmm. an awesome sequel, probably one of the, in my opinion, one of the best sequels of all time. Um, he did, uh, what is it? Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 which is not great. I don't really like it that much. I'm not a it big has, fan of it's got but. a following. Oh yeah. I mean, all those movies have a following obviously. So, but I mean, it's one of the weaker sequels. I mean, I think the only sequel that I like though, honestly is part three dream Warriors is the, is the jam. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a, a really great underrated movie called the uh, judgment night with Emilio Estevez and a bunch of people, Cuba Goody juniors in there. There's a bunch of good, a bunch of good actors in there and stuff. Uh, blown away uh, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges. I don't really remember it being that great, but he did that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he did uh, also another underrated movie, in my opinion, Ghost in the Darkness with Val Kilmer and uh, Michael Douglas about the lions in Africa. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. Really I remember movie. I remember that one very well. I've been wanting to go back to that one. Yeah, me too. I've been really dying to go back to it. I remember that movie really captivated me as a kid seeing it in the theater. Um, but this is gonna, this this movie's got a hell of a cast, right? Yeah, the cast. Like as I go back and I looked at the cast, and like as the movie started, like I completely forgot half these people were in it. Like I forgot Gary Oldman was in it, mm-hmm. even though I think he's a standout of the bunch. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's funny to look at even like the kids where right. you got Heather Graham in it, who apparently I think I read she was dating the director. Stephen Hopkins, the, huh? Wow. Yeah, at the time of the movie. And then uh, was it Lacey Schaber or Schabert? Schaber, yeah, whatever Schaber, it is like that. You know. I can't figure out how to pronounce her name. Like this was like her first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I remember I had such a crush on her in this movie, dude. I, I, and it, it came back a little bit watching this again, too. <laughs> um, Jack Johnson, who he didn't do much. He plays Will. But I think he's a really good character in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Matt LeBlanc is really good in here as Don West. I think that Mimi Rogers, well, the, the infinite Mimi Rogers is always good, but playing uh, Marine Robinson. I honestly think that everybody in this movie is the main cast. I think they're all really good. They're all different characters. Like, yeah. And I mean, William, we didn't even mention William Hurt. He's like, he is so, what's the word for like, uh, not your ideal for this sort of leading role? Like, like unconventional, like leading man. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the word is. But he's such a compelling character. He has a real, like, a, a awesome story arc in his whole movie. Like, it's all, it, it's really, a, a lot of it's about him fucking trying to <laughs> figure out that, hey, maybe you should talk to your kids sometime, you know? Like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the standout of him in this whole movie, though, is if you watch his facial expressions, like, especially when it's like, whether it's Matt LeBlanc, like hitting on his daughter or oh, right. later on, I forgot what it, someone says something and it you can just see him standing off to the side. And he just has this like, what the hell kind of look on his face. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like, like a wrong place, right time, or maybe right place, right time. Like he's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. He's got great, exp- he's got great facial expressions in this thing. I think he's. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I want to say, I want to stop here and say, Hey, Johnny, when was the first time you saw this? And what did you think, man? How'd you feel about it? Uh, first time I saw this was on an airplane. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so I remember like, I remember the trailers and all that when I was little and wanted to see it. And I remember me and my little brother were flying to California to go visit my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And this was the in-flight movie. Wow. It was, I can't remember the other one. It was some comedy, like mafia kind of movie that cut off halfway through. (laughs) Was it mafia? (laughs) No. (laughs) But we, uh, uh, I remember watching this and I remember, I remember loving it on the plane. And I remember it was one of those, the way the movie ends. And I still enjoy the way it ends after this rewatch where I remember being like, I enjoyed it. I'm. I want to watch it again. Like that was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I honestly think it's a very ballsy way to end the movie. Yeah, I mean, well, the plan from what I heard, well, from what I read, was they had signed all the actors on for three movie deals. I did not know that. I didn't read anything about this. Besides, only thing I did research wise is finding uh, all the original cast members that are in this movie from the yeah. actual show, the original show. I mean. Yeah, all the all the actors apparently signed on for a three movie deal. Jesus and Christ! The movie, I mean, was a letdown. It was reviewed badly. It was, uh, it barely made its money back. Really? Yeah, I think I read that oh. uh, the budget was eighty million and the box office was one hundred and thirty six million. That's still pretty good. But I know what you mean, all the promotionals and stuff. Yeah, like that. I assume they, they thought it would be bigger. But yeah, so apparently they signed everyone on for a three-movie deal, and after it didn't turn out well, they just canned it. So that's why it ends the way it does. And I remember I kept waiting, and I remember hearing rumors for the longest time, like, it was going to come back, and I was excited for it. Really? That's interesting. Yep. But Did what you... about you? What a, When's your, when's your uh, first? Well, I will say, first off, my dad was a big fan of the TV show. Uh, back in the day, and uh, even I think it's even predates my dad. I mean, I think it's, I think the first I think the first episode or first season is like nineteen. I think this this is last this lasted for three seasons, um, and I think it was sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven, or it might be sixty six, sixty seven, sixty eight. One of those two, I forget. Uh, so he, my dad was born in sixty five. So, but he was a big fan of this, and I remember when this was coming out. I, it's it's just one of those things, and I know I know you have it too. And a lot of my fr- my friends that 
who really love movies or really into movies have it. This movie, one of these movies comes out and you're just like so fucking pumped to see this one movie. Like this is the movie. Like when The Mummy came out, remember? Mm -hmm. It was like, holy shit, I got to see this movie. This movie looks fucking awesome. Don't know anything about it at all. Uh, maybe you've never actually seen the original Mummy or maybe you've never actually seen the original Lost in Space show. But like you're so excited to see it. And uh, I begged and begged and begged my dad to see it. And uh, I, th I think he took me. This was before it actually came out. I was begging him. And then uh, uh, he took me. We went to the movies a lot. We usually went, went on Sunday. But like, you know, I had to do all the I had to do all the planning. I had to go to the fucking gas station, get the newspaper, go through the get to the middle part with movies and show times back when the day when you had to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had to plan it all out like, hey, dad, what, what's the date? He's like, all right, well, let's do Sunday. Let's do it early because no one's fucking there on Sunday, uh, early on Sundays because everybody's at fucking church. I'm like, OK, and so that's why I kind of keep that still to this day. I try to do I try to go if, if me and the fan go see a movie. Let's do it early. Mm -hmm. Everybody's at fucking church. We can go see fucking go see a movie and not have to worry about like people being in the theater. Uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Got it on got it on VHS back in the day. My dad loved it. Um, it was a it was a big hit for us, you know. And um, it's crazy because you know uh, you brought this up to to review, and mm -hmm. I was worried, you know, because it's been a long time since I've seen it. And I was like, oh, all, all I can do, all, all you can really do is remember those special effects, you know, because there's a lot of special effects in the movie. Um, and there are some that don't hold up, but I think what happened, I think what, what, what the, the, the biggest thing here is that there are tons of practical sets and uh, there are uh, like matte paintings and there's also like really good dialogue and there's really good acting. And you can really, and it's also some really good CGI. I think that Jupiter 2 looks really good for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, and for the most part, I think it's actually still a model at this time because I think the last time they stopped making models was like the Phantom Menace. That was like the last time they stopped really making models, spaceship models and stuff like that. So you still get a model in here. And um, I, I, I gotta say, I don't remember the last time I saw this movie. It, it's gotta be like at least 10 years. And I think this movie is still fucking fantastic. I, th I don't think the movie's amazing like as amazing as i remember is it a fun thing to watch i enjoyed it uh i don't think it's great like in like you know all the acting is great i will say like matt leblanc very much plays his joey character from friends kind of pretty much it seems and but other than that i mean i i did enjoy watching it i do enjoy it yeah, well, I'm not saying it's just, this thing's a masterpiece or anything. It's definitely not that. But, like, the <clears> fact <throat> that we have so many of these uh, TV, like, you know, decade, decades-old TV shows that are turned into a, a, you know, a big, you know, big-budgeted theatrical movie, like Lost in Space might be one of the biggest ones, in my opinion, honestly. I mean, it's no uh, Brady Bunch or fucking, you know, Charlie's Angels or, uh, you know, the Billy Hillbillies or some shit. This is like a big sci-fi epic, you know, with like mm -hmm. practical, like Robot is a big practical dude. And there's two versions of him in this thing. And, you know, um, to make it this way and write it this way, because I really think the writing is really good. And there's not a lot of stupid dialogue in it. And when there's dialogue that is goofy, um, I think it, you kind of really chalk it up to what uh, them trying to bring in some of the heart of the original TV show. Like uh, the whole thing with Will talking to evil robot and like, like, hey, talking about friends and all stuff that that is extremely goofy and cheesy. Mm -hmm. But so is a TV show. So it's like like uh, Gary Oldman is he's he is just as goofy or maybe goofier than the original doctor in the original mm -hmm. show. Like he, but he plays it. Per, I think he plays it perfectly. Like he is. Yeah, you can never trust this fucking guy. He's a piece of shit. And Matt LeBlanc should have killed him a long time ago, and William Hurt should have killed him a long time ago. But they don't know. They don't do that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, what what they had at the time, the technology they had at the time, and what they could take from three seasons and create here, um, I think it's. I think they did a really fucking damn good job. Now. We'll get into this too. Uh, I've only watched a few episodes of this, but there's the, there's a new show on uh, Netflix. I've Lost watched all three seasons. We've watched it all. I watched it all. 
Wow. So, um, because I remember there being some stuff in there that they kind of took from this as well. Uh, well, they got robot and they got all the characters in there. Uh, the different one of the differences that I I kept trying to go with um, the doctors in it, but the doctor's a girl. Right, I remember that now. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Smith is a girl instead of a guy. D- uh, Matt LeBlanc's Don West character is in it, but he doesn't uh, show up. I think till season two. Okay, that's but, interesting. But I mean it. It's got a lot in common with it, and a lot not in common with it. Because I guess you know, as the older generation goes, they've had to change things up. Right, right. It can't. It can't be just as simple as what happens. Yeah. In the original show. Um, I I even forget about. Uh, I, I even forgot about them heading towards the sun and then basically using light speed to go through the sun, and go out to some other. Uh, basically, to get lost in space. Mm-hmm. Which I actually really like the line from uh, Lacey Shepard uh, or Shepard or whatever you say her name. But I actually like that they don't actually say. They never say lost in space. She just says, "So we're lost." Like. That was we're lost, aren't we? That's a good. That's a good line. You don't have to hit mm-hmm. that. You don't have to hit that ding. Hit that bell. I'm like every time. Every time I hear the name of the title in the script, I just like just, you know zoinks. There it is. They got well, it. It reminds me of. Uh, that reminds me of Family Guy. Whenever uh, there's a scene where Peter's sitting on a in the movie theater, and in the movie it says the name of the movie they're watching and he just stands oh, up really? and goes, ah, he said it, he said it. And now every time I watch a movie and they say the name of the movie in the movie, I always do that. I mean, I don't physically doing... stand up, but in my head, I'm like, ah, right. there it is. Yeah, I've been doing that forever, but I think it's funny. It's, it's almost like when you, um, when you watch an action movie and that, uh, you see a, the, the, the slide of a barrel slide back. When he mm-hmm. ran out of bullets, but then it, like cut to next scene, they still have like the bullets are still in the gun, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I get like, oh, there it is, zing, that's it, you know. Uh, but um, uh, there's uh, there's some really great sets in this movie though, like that set set on that planet where they crash on, you know. Yeah, and, with the um, giant puff balls and all that everywhere. Yeah, look, with, the, with the pollen and shit shooting out, looks it looks fucking great. Um, I like. Uh, the f- what is it? What's so what's the, the 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 um? I would assume this has a synopsis, right? And look it up. Okay, so the the Robinson family was uh, was going into sp- into space to fight for a chance of humanity. Now they're fighting to live long enough to find a way home. Well, that, that that's a probably a perfect synopsis because it didn't like give away anything at all. Mm-hmm. But apparently, what there's like two decades left before um they uh before the Earth. Uh, ozone layer basically ruins the entire planet or some shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they're basically they're basically trying to find another planet that's inhabitable. Right. Yeah. They're trying to find. Uh, they they know of a planet that's inhabitable. It's uh, Alpha Prime in the TV show. Both TV shows. It's actually called Alpha Centauri. But right. Well, yeah. It's a great title. Also a great song from At the Drive-In. But um. Uh, this is it's interesting because then you like then the interstellar comes out interstellar has almost the same fucking plot as lost in space in my i opinion. didn't think about that until now yeah they, they that's what they're doing right like the fucking atm- the ozone layer is terrible like fucking they Matthew kind of can't grow crops and shit and they're basically finding another planet to live on so other humanity can live on another planet which it's the same fucking movie as this even though i like this movie more <laughs> interstellar's yeah i got a lot of problems with interstellar but We'll talk about it some other time and some other different future, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I I, I thought the you know them uh, uh with Doctor West coming through and and sort of ruining things. Now I don't remember, I don't think Doctor West does it in the original show. It's been a long time since I watched it, and I watched it. I've watched a lot of that show back in the day, and I didn't do I didn't go back and watching this uh, any of the episodes. I wanted to watch the first two pilots, but um, I found out they're both uh. I don't know if you read this at all, but like every episode of Lost in Space was an hour long. Yeah. So that was the thing is going into this. I was like, you know, I hadn't seen, I never watched Lost in Space, the TV show. You have to, you gotta, you gotta check it out. I think you'd really so, like, like it. I never got into it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch the first two episodes at least just to get a feel for it. And you know, that's something do. going forward on the new podcast. I kind of want to do. We have to do that. <laughs> just to see how it is. And yeah, so we have I was to like, do that from now on. 
Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the first two episodes. And so I watched the first episode, and first off, that's when I discovered, oh, these are an hour long right, back right. then. So right. I'm like, that's crazy. So okay, That is I'll, crazy. I'm I like, thought. I'll sit here, watch it. So I watch it. First episode does not include Dr. Smith or Robot. Okay, it makes so sense. All right, all right. That that blew my mind because the whole time I'm like, okay, where are they? I was like, oh, well, maybe they stumble upon them on the planet or something after they land. And no, and no, 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 no. I will tell you the pilot episode, the original pilot is very action packed. Like it's like action set piece after action set. Oh, no shit. Cool. Like there's always something happening. They fight giants. Oh my God. That's awesome. Well, I, so, I got to go back and we watch some of that stuff then. So then I started the second episode and I never, I didn't get to finish watching it or get through it but the second one they introduced dr smith and you got robot in there right well and the only reason the only reason i couldn't do it because this my schedule today was all fucked up so i didn't get a chance to do it so that's my bad so i'm glad you're i'm glad at least you're able to watch an episode and a half so yeah i wanted to, i wanted to finish the second one but then other stuff came about and i was like ah well i was like going forward once we get this thing rolling i'm gonna make yeah, more point extra time, extra time. Um, I I also like um. So at some point they uh, there's a great there's a great part in the movie I think, uh, where um and I had never seen it before in a movie and you can tell me whether or not you you have I have never seen it, but where um they're in the spaceship and they're flying, um and like space looks weird, and they end up flying through kind of like a time bubble or whatever like a different oh, yeah. time in space which i've never seen that before that was really cool and they go to what looks a lot like if you guys have ever seen like uh the black hole or um ever seen event horizon uh kind of like a same sort of ship it looks very similar to one of those ships i think it might look a little bit more like the, uh, the ship in black the black hole but that's very similar and they go there they they, they dock uh, they, um, uh, they find, uh, uh, William Hurt finds out, uh, finds some, uh, some old like footage, uh, like what do you call it? Like, diary? It's not diary footage, but it's basically that's what it is. And, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's when they go on the Proteus, the Proteus, that's what it's called. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and, um, they, uh, uh, they're watching, uh, they're watching the scrambled feed or whatever. And that's where LeBlanc, uh, he find he, he sees a buddy that he helps in the beginning of the uh, of the movie. Yeah, Morgan um, from Walking Dead. Oh, is that who that is? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've never watched that show. I don't know, but like, <laughs> um, so um, he he's there and um, uh, Matt LeBlanc's like, oh shit, it's it's Bo or whatever his name is. Jeb. Jeb, that's it, Jeb. And uh, uh, he, uh, and he talks about how like I don't care how long it is, you know, uh. You know, Wes would never leave. Don would never leave me behind. And then they have that great, they have a really good scene where, like, um, <clears throat> William Hurt talks about, like, what if we are living in a time where it's, it could be how many years, we don't know, but like, where they actually sent out a rescue team to find Jupiter 2. And this is footage where we are in a space and time where that happened. And I thought it was really well done. So, yeah, yeah I love school. I like when they show the footage and uh, it leads me to one of those things like we you were discussing earlier where you there were there's certain things in the movie you really liked. And one of the things I liked are the little call. They do things. I forgot what it's called. I know there's a name behind it and I can't think about where they show you something or do something earlier on. We talked about it in the last episode where check off gun. Yeah, kind of like that, where it's something that leads to something else, where, like, the reason they have the the firefight scene in the very beginning of the movie, where, you know, you got Matt LeBlanc and uh, Lenny James, who's Jeb Walker, you see them, is so that when they get to this scene later on, it pays off, when he's like, oh, he's older, and you see he's older, and... You do see that he's older, yeah. And that was cool. I thought it was a cool. It was a nice payoff. Um, but I, I like that scene. Then they get that. There's a great scene. Like it was, I remember a big thing in the trailer. We have like Matt LeBlanc like turn his head and he like becomes like Iron Man, right? Oh well, yeah, where he puts on the the what call it? It's like a targeting the, helmet or something like that. 
Oh, I I always thought of it like as the helmet from Dead Space. <laughs> oh, the Dead Space helmet. You're right. I didn't. I, yeah, that's I didn't actually about it. the that's, Isaac the Isaac helmet. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that. Like when the whole spider sequence when they're on the Proteus, and that was one of the things I remembered the most going into this. That I was like, oh, I want to. I wonder if I'm still gonna like it. And right. yeah, there were some little hiccups between the spiders where I'm like, Oh, that's a disaster. But yeah. 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 But like, I, I still enjoy it. And it's got the holographic interface scene with will where he's in the robot thing that I always really loved. And I was like, yeah, that would be so awesome. It would be awesome. And I still think it's, I think I still think it's really good. Honestly, like Mm -hmm. it's weird. Like I, I, um, usually stuff like this, like I, I, I cringe so hard, but there are parts where I cringe. I mean, but like for the most part, uh, it's really exciting uh, and and thrilling, in my opinion. But like, there are like a lot of really interesting things to do in here. I, I gotta probably give it up a lot to Stephen Hopkins, man, because he tried. He, I'm guarantee he probably really tried to make a lot of this stuff work. I mean, he's a practical guy. I mean, like those like weird like um uh like. I don't know what to call like I wouldn't I don't know what to call them like like nests or whatever that are on the ceiling where the spiders come through. Those nest things are like they're practical, but then when the spiders come through, they're CGI. Yeah, like, there was a yeah, there's a lot of visual effects in the movie that are like really good and really hold up. And then like I enjoyed like it, it the movie even has its own little bullet time. It does, yeah, it does. Like yeah. the scene where they go through and like they're Hyperspace. in the air and. Like, I like that. And then I like when they're getting put in the freezing pods and like the little devices are going over their heads, except like each shot, when it shows a different person, it shows like the little hand things go on and then the visor. And then it gets to Don West in there and his looks more CG than anything else. But yeah, it's a weird scene. I think it's because he's talking. Yeah. But I I like his lines. too. like, I hate the, I hate this. I hate these cryo things, bad dreams or whatever he he says, but Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's really well done, but I mean, uh, yeah, the, the 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 it's very um, ambitious. I mean, the the whole like when they take off in the Saturn two, the Jupiter two for the first time, they go out to space, and all of the uh, like it's like a like when you watch the uh, one of the Apollos take off, you know, at NASA, and they go up there, you see like how much of the ship doesn't need to be attached to the body anymore, mm-hmm. and it, it bursts off, and they do it in this movie too, and you get to see the actual Jupiter two, and it's it's like. The, the time they took to do all that stuff is so really fantastic. funny thing about that the the jupiter one the ship they go up in at first is designed to look like the ship from the original lost in space makes sense i'm sorry jupiter two there's a jupiter two later on but it crashes and, and burns right? well the jupiter one is the one where they go up and then when it splits that's, that's jupiter, jupiter two. two okay okay all right, right, right. like it's baby okay <laughs> that makes sense then like a baby. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. we were speaking about the visual effects and all that. What are your thoughts on Blarp? Okay. Now, now we're getting to Blarp. Now, Blarp is <laughs> Blarp is cringe. It's a lot of cringe with Blarp. Um, and I, I completely forgot about Blarp. I have no idea how I forgot about Blarp. But as as soon as we get to that scene with the flowers behind, you know, Doctor West or whatever, I'm like, oh shit, this is that fucking monkey thing, and then shows up, and it's like this is it's it's awful it's terrifying it's awful it's creepy so uh, um, small small quick question though because you watched more episodes of the original lost in space so been a long time I, though buddy I, I don't remember too much well, i just it. didn't know if you remembered because like when i watched the original pilot they do have a monkey Okay. Okay. They do, like once they too. get to the planet, they have a monkey that has these weird, like bat ears, like bat okay. ears glued to the side of its head. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, that's, I was like, that's the thing from the movie. But like, uh-huh. I don't remember it in the second episode. So I didn't know if that was just a pilot thing or, or what it was. It might be. It might, it might have been for sure. I mean, there's three seasons. So I don't know if they actually find some sort of other thing called Blarp. It's sort of a monkey with, with, fake shit glued to its body it probably later <laughs> killed it i have no idea but um but i mean it's no different from those movies back in the those tv shows back in the 60s i mean you know we have the original star trek pilot you have mm-hmm. captain pike pike is after that you know now we have kirk and then they bring pike back for like the uh for like into darkness or whatever you know they bring him back and it's like oh here's that guy 
but who knows? You know, just some, some things they just play around with, and you know, Planet of the Apes. Sixties you know, <laughs> got really excited about fucking apes and humanoid apes and shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's been a long time, but yeah, Blarp is terrible, and Blarp will forever be terrible. Um, I think the only thing that's really cool uh, about uh, the a Blarp scene, one of the Blarp scenes, was um, uh, where William Hurt hugs uh, Penny. And mm-hmm. uh, Blarp like puts his hand to his face, and you actually see like yeah, the suction like, cups. Yeah, it's like interactive. You can see like you move his skin. I thought I thought that was actually pretty well done. Yeah, well, originally Blarp was supposed to be a uh, animatronic. Yeah, it was actually I mean, supposed to be real, and then they CGI'd him. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I think if it was up to Stephen Hopkins, they would have did a lot more practical stuff here. I mean, robot. There's like again, there's two versions of robot. Robot is two animatronic. And he looks wildly different from both robots. Mm-hmm. And they're big fucking robots, too. Like, there's no joke. Uh, and then, you know, one of the biggest things that are, that let me down doing a rewatch uh, wasn't Blarp. Blarp is whatever. I can, I, can, I can forget about it. Luckily, don't see him too often. I can forget about him. Uh, but, man, I remember how scary it was to see um, when uh, at the end where they go look for that. Uh, they go into the... Time bubble, um, mm-hmm. William Hurt and uh, and West, and uh, which is a, which is man, all that stuff is a really fucking cool idea. Like how that bubble gets bigger and bigger, and then literally to be consumed by basically some future they have no idea what's in it. You know what what part of the future this will be or what time this will be. Which I thought was mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Um, but when they go back and then they confront like old Will and they confront fucking. Uh, uh, infected uh, Dr. West. I remember as a kid being pretty fucking terrified of Dr. West. Spider Smith. Spiders. Oh. That's actually, believe it or not, Gary doc- Oldman. Gary Dr. Oldman. Smith? Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying West. I'm thinking of Herbert West. I'm sorry. From the free animator. I'm sorry. Believe it or not, Gary Oldman is credited in the credits of the movie as both Dr. Smith and Spider Smith. Yeah, it makes credits. sense. He did the voice. So. <laughs> um, but man. I, I love you can tell like the actual the actual body is practical. It's like a physical big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the face is CG. The hands are CG. Then we get a big like uh, uh, we get a big like um, reveal of his huge spider body. It's not great. It's um, almost uh, lawnmower man esque. I times. like his I like his look when he's cloaked. That's the that's the look I like. I love that look. I think that still really works. There, there are times where it doesn't work totally, but um, I, I you you can't help but think, but you can't help but think that what if this thing was an animatronic? This thing would look mm-hmm. fucking amazing, you know. But like the fact that Smith turns into something like this is so fucking cool and interesting. And I love that reveal when like old Will is talking to young um, um, uh, Doctor Smith, right, Smith. Mm-hmm. We talking to to uh, young Smith or whatever, and he's like, "How do you?" He's like, "Do you think a boy, an eight year old or a ten year old could survive by himself for all this time?" And you see fucking infected Smith, uh, Smith and it's like, "Holy shit, it's awesome! <clears throat> like, it's great." I like it. I, mean, I I still like it. I mean, yeah, this the special CGI effects don't look great, but just something creep. It's something really fucking creepy mm-hmm. about the cloaked. Kind of reminds me of like a. Uh, like an Osgool or some shit from Lord of the Rings, you know, the ring race or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I really like that. That was really cool. Yeah. I, I liked it when he comes out and reveals himself too. And in the end of the movie is when you kind of get to some, like in my head, I keep thinking of like Terminator kind of stuff in a way where I'm where yeah, sure. like one thing you do it. So the, the old Smith, or old kid is trying to go back to stop them from taking off. Right. That way this never happens. Right. And it's when you start getting into some things like that, or like when the spider Dr. Smith, I guess attempts to kill the young Dr. Smith. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if you would have been successful, would you have then disappeared? Because technically that's you when you were younger, like some time cop. I don't know. Well, 
I, I, I don't, I didn't put too much thought into it. And I don't think that they really play on that. They don't really focus too much on that very often, which I think is a smart thing to do. Well, I mean, it's a kid's movie, so. I mean, you... kind of. I mean, going back to it now, I'm like, even though I will say, um, I did watch, uh, Bryce watch this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, a- I didn't ask him to, I was just watching it. He just came out there when I started watching it and he came out there and just, he sat through the entire, in the entire fucking movie. He loved it. Uh, which I was really actually surprised by. Um, he mentioned something too. I gotta, I gotta mention this real quick before we get into the time stuff. I don't want to focus too hard on the time stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, it makes a really great point. Um, he said that like, Hey dad, you know, it's really interesting. Like, you know, most of the movies and TV shows that I see, um, the brothers and sisters fight the whole time. And mm-hmm. in this movie, they don't. And I thought that was interesting. They don't, they, they, Penny, Penny never really fights with Will and Penny doesn't really ever fight with Judy or with Will. Like, they're all just so different. Like the only thing that Penny does is just like talk about how much she's upset at her parents. And, um, they, they sort of like dig at each other every once in a while, but sort of like a flyby thing when she's ever, t- when she's talking, like into her, you know, into her, uh, iPhone watch or whatever. But other than that, they don't really fight. It's not like this constant fighting with each other, which is yeah, really, really refreshing, honestly, man. But I think for me, when I see time travel stuff, I'm jaded because every time it's like I just think about either Back to the Future or I think about Time Cop, one of those two. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Back to the Future, uh, 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 you know, if, if you sort of kill, if someone dies, then if you become a race, but you basically fade from the, from the photograph. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a time cop, you know, same space can't, uh, what's the, what's the line, the greatest line of all time. Uh, same matter. Can't, can't live uh, in the same space or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Occupy was, the same space. Yeah. So he blows his fucking head explodes or whatever. Um, so that's all I ever think of when I see movies like this, when they actually see each other, because young will sees old will and old doc sees new doc, uh, younger doc. And the, neither of those things happen. And I thought it was more, it's, it's kind of more interesting to see something like this, where it doesn't really play into any of that kind of stuff. Um, it's just, it's just more fun. And, you know, it, I, I, I don't think the, I, I think it's more interesting when you see that scene where, um, where Mr. Robinson sends Don West to go, he, he's, he's like, Hey, take care of my son, take care of my family. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'll take care of all this. And he, and there's a great, it's, I think it's a really great scene between, uh, William Hurd and, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. So they leave, they leave and the dad goes back and then seeing them take off and then see them fucking fail and explode in the sky. It's a pretty mm-hmm. fucking great scene. I was like, that's great. Like, that's awesome. You know? Um, and again, I think it's ballsy again because apparently this is supposed to be a, uh, like a family movie, but like there's a lot of dark shit <laughs> in mm-hmm. the movie, in my opinion. I mean, uh, you know, the, you know, is a, like William Hurt is not like a really lovable dad for the most part. Like he's very clinical and like to the point, and and everybody's you know everybody has a fucking job to do in this movie. It's crazy if you think about it. You know, everybody's doing something differently. And it's refreshing from something from 19 fucking 98 that was remade from a 60s TV show, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, small, like, I, speaking of, like, it being in 1998 and a surprise, like, I was surprised to read this was the first movie in 1998, even though it was released in April, mm. that knocked Titanic out of the number one spot in the box office. I did. Wow. Did not realize that. Yeah. I, I wonder how long the, did you also see how long that Titanic was out for before this came out or? I don't remember the release date for Titanic. Okay. All right. Cause you know, remember Titanic was in the theater for a long fucking time. December 19th, 1997. So we had December and we got to April. That's, that's quite so a while. Four months. Titanic was number one. Four months. Yikes. Uh, well, <laughs> Saw it once. That's all I got to say. I don't know what to say about it, but yeah, it's been a while. I've never been interested to try to go back to watch that movie either, which is weird. I thought I would maybe like, hey, I'll do experiments and try to go back and watch it. No, I just give a That's fuck. That's because like it's Avatar. not interesting until the boat sinks. 
<laughs> yeah, not until that fucking dude's body falls off and hits that fucking blade of the fucking boat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Shit's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this is um, this was a, a really nice rewatch. I had a really great time watching it. Um, I like the way they get back. I, well, I like the way they get yeah. out of the atmosphere of the planet. That's really. I cool. like I like the visuals of them going through the core. Like going. Yeah, kind of remind me of like uh, Empire or something like that. You know, when they go down it, the moon and. It made me wonder if at some point they were like, we could turn this into a theme park ride. Oh, right. That'll be great. Yeah. Get fucking ILM and fucking Spielberg involved. They could make some fucking great universal, man. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff is like, it's like real models too. A lot of that stuff. Like that scene where they come out and like the planet, uh, I don't know where they came, where they come out of, but it's like, it's like at a vertical sort of slant mm-hmm. and like all the water's rushing down. Mm-hmm. They're hitting like the water as it turns. All that stuff I thought was they hit that. It's a huge bridge, uh, huge wall of water. That wave that comes up. Yeah, that looks exactly like that fucking huge wave in, in uh, Interstellar. By the way, I can say that. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, all that stuff was really smart and fucking cool, man. I, I liked a lot of that stuff. It, it's just a, uh, it's a really good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's there's some stuff that doesn't look great still and. It can be cold sometimes, if you know what I mean. Uh, like clinical sometimes uh, mm-hmm. between people, but it makes sense though. You know, it makes sense for these characters to be that way. You know, uh, it's a family of very smart people, um, but they're all very human. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, it's very interesting. There's even a great scene in here where, where like maybe Rogers shows up. Basically, to chastise both William Hurt and Matt LeBlanc for basically take doing a, having a pissing contest with each other, which I thought was a really nice scene. And they mm-hmm. both fucking walk away from it like they're fucking children. He treats my like children; <laughs> they're both fucking idiots. <laughs> and I like that scene. It's a, I think it's a really good scene with each other, with each other themselves. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you know it's it, it's one of those movies where things happen in it too. When you throw. You go in and you throw certain things out the window. And something that hit me is robot. You know, big bulky robot. You've mentioned this a couple times already. Huge giant robot. You see at the end of the movie them going to, uh, I guess, the remains of the Jupiter 2. Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah, and uh, you see like the rocky terrain and all that. You telling me robot got all the way back to the other Jupiter. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but yeah. Yeah. Robot don't move too good. I don't say that much, but yeah. He's even no. like, even new robot don't move too good. You know, yeah. The luckily there was, there was no steps whenever they went on the Proteus or anything. Cause <laughs> yeah, don't, there's no wheelchair ramps for a robot. <laughs> um, I will say robot. Um, I forget the man's name. He is the original robot from the original TV show. Uh, great fucking voice. That guy. Wow. Yeah, and so, yeah. And you know what? I, I read that shocked me is, you know, when you think about lost in space, everyone always talks about, you know, danger, will Robinson, right? You no, know, it's uttered in the, it's uttered. Everyone knows it's uttered in the show. It's uttered in this movie. It's uttered in the Netflix series. It's probably the most famous line from the show. You know, it's only uttered one time. <laughs> uh, uttered the, one time. And also, uh, from the fucking bad guy in, uh, in Morse code. Well, no, even in, even in the TV series, it's only uttered one time on the TV series. What? In like season two, I think. I didn't even realize that. He must say it so much. Yeah, well, it's probably like a replayed clip. But yeah, the line is only uttered one time. Yeah, and then in this, the bad guy Morse codes it and Robot... Says it. Yeah, he says it. Crazy. I didn't, had no, I had no, I had no fucking idea. That's crazy to me. It's stuck, man. And it's a great line, especially for... Uh, the, the, I just looked up the voice actor's theme, uh, Dick to, uh, Tufeld. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, uh, uh, he's, a, he's got a fantastic fucking voice and, um, robot is funny in this, uh, bes- mm-hmm. without, besides him not, you know, trying to kill the family. But, um, I love the way that robot says destroy. He says it a lot in here yeah. <laughs> for a while. I love, it when, <laughs> I love when Will takes him over and Will's talking. So oh, yeah. robot, and he's like, "Mom says, get the hell out of there." Yeah. Mom <laughs> says, "Get the hell out of there." <laughs> oh, sorry, 
<laughs> I like all that stuff. I, I, it's really, I, I think it's really good. And I will mention here, um, we have how many of the original cast do we have here? We have one, two, three, four. Uh, I think it's four. I think it's four people that are from the original show in here. Uh, two are definitely uh, two are reporters. Um, the general is uh, uh, Matt Godard. Godard. Um, he played. Uh, let's see. Oh wait, I was wrong. He's not from the original one. Sorry, guys. Uh, not um, yeah. Great podcasting here. Sorry. So um, we have uh, we have. What's her name here? Uh, Marta Kristen, and she plays one of the reporters, but she played the original Judy on the show. We have June Lockhart. Uh, June Lockhart plays the principal at the beginning. Uh, her, between her, she's a hologram between her and Mimi Rogers, and you have Will fucking putting like Rambo bot on her and everything like that. Um, and then we have Angela Cartwright, who is the original Penny, I think. Hold on. Uh, yeah, she's the original Penny, and she's also a uh, reporter. Uh, and I believe, uh, I believe Angela Cartwright's in the the new show as well for like a like a an episode. Yeah, she plays a character named Sheila Harris at one point. So, but yeah, it's a, a quite a bit of um, you know original cast in there, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a really fun, um, surprisingly to me. Uh, uh, movie from the past, from uh, from our past, to uh, go back and rewatch, and I'll, I'll wait again to watch it again because I think it's it's uh, a lot of fun and uh, mm-hmm. it holds up for the most part. And you well, can go ahead, sorry. As a, well, no, I was gonna say real quick because you know as we're coming to the end here, like as a small part, like we both said we love the ending of the movie. Right. And how you know they go out, but how much do you dislike when it cuts to the credits? <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, I was going to mention that. Uh, I, I will, uh, I, I'm not sure if you uh, did the research on this, but did you know John Williams, the John Williams created the original intro to the Lost in Space TV show? Oh, did he? Yeah, that's the, one of his first credits. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, um, and he, creates, he created the intro and the outro music for Lost in Space. And this is some fucking terrible... Uh, fucking cover of it and it's, it's 90s very, remix horrible it's horrible um i will also say um the main titles because it's not the really main, a main titles to this there's like a, is this this weird like i don't know how do you explain it, it looks like something from like a, a like a 90s like uh lsd trip I wouldn't even say something like that. More like from a Robin video or from like a Britney Spears video, like an in sync video almost. Which like is fly- fucking terrible. The title card just flies across the screen really quick. But, but yeah, it's like a weird, like, like, like uh, Matt LeBlanc saves his buddy or whatever, and he's like, yeah, you're buying the beers or whatever. And then like just cut to this weird fucking sliding thing credit. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Is that mm-hmm. it? And no joke. That is it. It was trying to warn you for the the closing credits. <laughs> they fucked on that one, man. They fucked up on that one. Yeah, the the opening the the title. I wouldn't even call it a title credit. It's so bad. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I don't like that's mm-hmm. I, that might be the most that might be more com, uh, com, convoluted and fucked up and confusing more than blarp is like what is this i don't understand this like is it like edgy or something it's bad it's almost like mm-hmm. when you when you watch like event horizon and you like like this awesome fucking horror sci-fi movie it's great like fucking people are you know you have like a basically like a pinhead fucking you know uh sit uh sam neil in it almost awesome shit and all of a sudden, you get to the end. It's like, bump, 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 bump. like, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? Danger, Will Robinson. It's like you can see, literally you can like they could cut to a scene of robot like in a DJ booth, and it would make total sense. Like, if it's that <laughs> stupid, like I don't, I'm surprised they didn't do it, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, the ending credits are terrible until you get past that garbage remake. Where, where I actually think this, I think the score is actually really good for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, same guy who did uh, Monster Squad, 
That's the same guy. He did a bunch of other stuff too, but I remember Monster Squad because I watch Monster Squad very often. He's got a very, he has at times a very John Williams-esque sound at times. Uh, but I do remember, I'm sure you remember too, because I, I did my rewatch of the trailer. They do use that music at the scene with them flying through the planet to escape. And I was like, I remember this music. <laughs> it's almost like that music, the uh, the Aliens music, you know, the James Horner score, the score, and they it would use it for everything back in like the early '90s. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It sounds very similar to that. Um, but I remember, I, I think I remember most because I remember this tra- when this trailer came out it was a big fucking trailer, and I remember they used that music every fucking time, and it always reminded me of that fucking score, a James Horner score from Aliens with Ripley going through and finding the fucking queen. But um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. A lot of movies like that back in the nineties, folks. Go back, watch Equilibrium. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there that had just really fucking terrible, like. I don't, I, I don't, I still don't get it to this day. I like a lot of music, but for some reason we were infatuated with, what, what is it? What, what kind of music? What do you call it? I don't know. Rave? Kind of like, it... like techno, and I guess that eventually became dubstep. And Yeah, we like I, I like goth synth or dark synth. That's really cool shit. It usually just sounds like John, it sounds like John Carpenter stuff for the most part from the, from the 80s, like the 80s electronic score, but yeah, this it's it's a very strange time of electronica music, and it's usually yeah. never really good, in my opinion. But if it's got to be sci-fi, they're like, okay, yeah, sci-fi or, or hacker movies. They use that with that because I think there's music like that in like the trailer for like Lawnmower Man One. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not in the movie at all, but then the trailer, it's like, oh my god, fuck. Okay, I get it. <laughs> They're hackers or they're doing something with technology that's quote unquote crazy or whatever. But anyways, yeah, uh, bad opening. Oh, not bad. Op- I think the opening is fine. But uh, uh, also, I got to mention one one last thing. That opening kind of reminded me of uh, the opening to this to Lost in Space kind of reminded me of like uh, the opening to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Way. You got that? Yep. I got the same feeling too watching it. Yep. And how the. Um, the separatists or whatever they're called. Oh, it looks like the Borg. <laughs> yeah, in a way, like a shitty. Also, I, I gotta say, I have three, three feelings. Like I have referred to the Sith. I have some Borg. I got some Wing Commander. Yes, I did. Correct. I got the same Wing Commander vibes as well. And Wing Commander's also got a very similar um, uh, bullet time scene in it. Remember that. I haven't seen Wing Commander in a very long time. That's good. You don't have to go back and watch it, but um, I do remember there's a scene. You, oh, you know what? You don't have to watch it. You can just go to the trailer. It's in the trailer. There's a oh, part really? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I forget what they do, but like uh, Matthew Lillard's like floating, and the the main lady from the Night Tales. She's I think it's the, from the Night Tale. It might be. The, I'm not sure if it's the same lady. She's floating, and you have uh, what's his name from uh, I know what you did last summer. He's floating. Yeah, it's just, it's a weird like hyperspace sort of scene too. But yeah, it's a very similar scene like that in this movie. I also uh, got some vibes that 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 scene from Lost in Space. Um, it's very much like uh, 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 it's not exactly like it, but it reminded me of Star Trek motion picture when they they also go into hyperspace, and everybody's like their voices echoed like. A thousand percent and everything is moving in very slow motion Mm -hmm. and like it's all like really fucking slow to slow down time because they're going so fast um but yeah they're reminding me that too so but um all right cool so that's lost in space uh check it out i run it on redbox the redbox app on hd but uh i don't know is is this thing readily available do you have a copy of this it's on it's on hulu is it okay? I wish it's I had that like... I wouldn't have rented it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, there you go. Johnny's go to Hulu. Uh, I'm not sure. If, I don't think this thing's got a, a Blu-ray release. I know it's got. A, I'm pretty sure it's got a DVD release though. Um, but yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a. Bl- I, I I know I don't. Phys- I'm. Yeah, I don't even think I physically own it. Yeah, I um, 
I had it on VHS for the longest time, and then I got rid of a lot of my VHS tapes a couple of years ago, and that was one of them. So, uh, but you know, who's got it for who's got it in HD? And I read it in HD, and it's, it still looks pretty good. So, yeah. Anyways, you guys, uh, uh, Johnny, thanks for being here. Thanks for um, suggesting this movie. So glad that you did. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Please take care of each other out there. Be safe. Don't be a piece of shit. And later. Later.